Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. It is June 5th, 2020. We are here to talk SmackDown, among other things. A reminder, Fightful.com has your pro wrestling, MMA, boxing coverage. Saturday night, UFC 250. You are going to watch a massacre. Amanda Nunes will destroy Felicia Spencer. We'll be here during the main event to talk about it. We'll have great live coverage. Sunday night, NXT in your house. Warren's here with a post-show with Alex I am here with the post-show uh, conference call, whatever the gimmick may be. Then we start it all over on Monday. But hey, you may you may be like, oh, well, what else do you all have? <laughs> got anything else on that website? Yeah, I got a Sting interview. The good Sting. NWO Sting. How about that one? Hot dog. I got a Zicky Dice interview. Have you ever said, well, that Zicky Dice is awful charismatic. Why isn't he in WWE? Well, he tells you why. Because he went to a tryout, blew their doors off, went and talked to Triple H, and almost got kicked out of the building for it. Hear that story in my Zicky Dice interview. And of course, you got a, a bunch of great podcasts from Jeremy Lambert and Joe Holbert. You got the list in your boy yesterday. Um, yeah, lot, lots of good news in there as well. And I've got backstage news. I'm just slip slapping you all in the face with news all week. Just remember, if you're watching live on youtube.com slash Fightful, donate a super chat. Any amount gets your question or statement read on the air. It will be read as it approaches the segment. But now that we are two minutes into this show, I will introduce my co-host. His name is Mr. Warren Hayes. That is correct. Yes, I am here. I, I had a really good week, Sean. Uh, because uh, I've been working hard, uh, putting everything together. Very confident that I'm going to get the S tier on Sunday from the Happy House Academy in uh, in Animal Crossing. Fingers crossed. Everything's coordinated. Looking good. Got some good high priced items. I'm excited. Well, uh, Evan Wright says I'm here for my Venus update. Now, I, hey, <laughs> I I respect you guys for hitting me with the super chat there, but by all means, for all your Venus updates. Mr. Warren Hayes has a fantastic stream every Thursday, and I encourage you guys 
to uh, donate super chats to him as well. Which hey, I saw it last night. I saw it popping off in there. I saw Warren making it rain with the super chats. Damn, we're so proud. Patelron Six says we need David Starr's mom on here. My God, did you see that? Um, I I have I I have the gist of it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, that hopefully, hopefully that's the only gist of it anybody gets, <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. But uh, you all can check out. Actually, I think we shared it. I think mm-hmm. I think I'm dating David Starr's mom now, which is incredibly complicated. Because I posted a picture of myself and my wife on Instagram yesterday, and it was just full of David's mom is not going to be happy comments. Like, that that's all it was. Ah, oh, man. Damn. Yes, I did lose at Quizzlemania. It was an honor being the, the Emperor Dong Lord there for, for so long. Uh, Rob Wilkins says, if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. What? What, what am I? I mean, I know the, I know the quote. I know the quote there. But who's the wrench and who's the ball? Yeah, who's, who's the wrench and who's the ball? Throwback twenty seven says Warren says he's working hard to be the dong lord. I mean, hey, to be fair, Warren has a few dong related sponsors as well. Like he's he's not a rookie to that that dong slanging game. But this is a wrestling show. What are we doing? I I don't know. What are we talking about? I mean, and, and to, you know, to be clear, dong lord? No, 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 absolutely not. Uh, a dong surf. Maybe at the <laughs> at the very best. Oh Jesus! I mean, th- there are more shenanigans on this show. Obviously, we don't have to cram two reviews into one like one show. But there there is plenty to talk about tonight. It was a pretty momentous episode of SmackDown. Now I, I encourage you guys leave a thumbs up, subscribe. If you all don't want to donate super chats or subscribe to our fantastic FIFA Select service, leave us a nice review on iTunes. That stuff really helps. So a big thank you to that. But there was quite a bit of stuff that happened on this show. And then there was some insignificant stuff too. But overall, what did you think of this episode of SmackDown? Uh, I'm very thankful for the second hour. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it, that, that's my thought for the, the uh, my overall general comment. I thought the first hour was uh, drag. Uh, I, all, all of the insignificant stuff and the uh, irritating stuff happened in the <laughs> first hour. Uh, whereas I thought the second hour really kicked off and finished well. And boy, yeah, I mean, yeah, if it wasn't for the second hour, we probably would be not quite as, uh, uh, lith right now. I, don't I, think. I admittedly was getting a little pissy during that first hour, especially mm-hmm. considering the, the Sonya thing. I was not, mm-hmm. not a happy boy about that as, as you guys will hear, but let's go ahead and talk about the opening segment. Commentary says that Elias is a torn pectoral and could miss months of action. I don't know if this is real. I'll find out. But Jeff Hardy says he does not remember a lot about last Friday. Says he felt like he got hit in the head. This guy's delivery is ass juice. It is bad. I like Jeff. He is always very nice to me, as is the entire Hardy family. This delivery ain't good. And Jeff says he questioned everything that he worked for for the last eight months. But a witness at the scene saw what happened. Mm-hmm. Red hair, red beard. So immediately, he beats Seamus's ass. That seems a little bit like profiling to me, Warren. <laughs> because yep. Otis, Jack Gallagher, Murphy, Alistair Black, Wesley Blake, maybe Killian Dane, if you want to be generous. 
There's a lot of these guys running around. Uh, yep, and you know if you know if they wanted to pull a Drake Maverick, they could bring back Eric Rowan with a little bit of stubble on the top of the old Chrome Dome. Uh, yeah, I mean he he was involved in a hit and run thing. Uh, you know he has experience in, in this in this type of situation. Um, I, what I want to say here is, uh, who was the second witness? Because Braun Strowman, who was there last week. And who said saw the event could only see a man dressed in black. Who is this second witness? Where were they positioned? We're we're missing out on some great details here because this could say a lot to the character of our universal champion right now. If if one other witness is able to identify hair color while the other is like dressed in black. I don't know. Uh, It smells fishy to me. Yeah, oh man. So Seamus interrupts Jeff Hardy or Jeff Hardy and says he never takes responsibility for anything. And then he, he calls Hardy fans enablers and says that Hardy isn't a man, he's a junkie. Did you ever watch the, the John Tenta promo, the earthquake promo when he became John Tenta? Uh, and way back when, yeah. Yep. Goes, I'm, yes. I'm not a shark, I'm not an avalanche. I'm a man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God, I miss John Tenta. God, I, I miss that guy. <clears throat> That's what this reminded me of when he goes, you're not a man. You're a junkie. And I'm like, well, you know what he isn't? He's not a shark, and he's not an avalanche, so you better not say that either. <laughs> Seamus says that Hardy's family is used to it. He ends up attacking Hardy and throwing him into the plexiglass, Warren. Yeah. How'd you feel? It didn't look quite painful, did it? Uh, <laughs> it's really it's, thin. It's, it's, you know, you really wonder what the use of the plexiglass is. You know, who, who, what is the plexiglass protecting really? And then when they start throwing people into it, it's like, look, it's it's just whimsy. Um, little on the nose, right? It's a lot on the nose. And not to go back on what we discussed last week after the after the angle, but um, you know, I don't want Jeff Hardy's legacy to be. Uh, here's the guy who who did all these drugs and was addicted to all these painkillers and uh, still managed to wrestle. I don't want it to be that. He, he doesn't deserve that. Jeff Hardy is a bona fide legend in the business and, and not legend in the WWE definition of legend or a true to form legend in wrestling. And um, it's funny how WWE treats their, and it feels weird to say this about Jeff Hardy, their old timers, you know, where on one hand you have Rey Mysterio, who for the past 18 months has been saying, oh, well, you know, my time's coming up. I'm, you know, I, I, I'm about ready to, to call it quits. Instead of just like leaning into the fact that he's still here and he can still go. I can appreciate them wanting to elevate Jeff's struggles into, look, he's he's worked hard to get where he is to this point right now. But... There's more to Jeff Hardy, and he still has more to give. I really do believe he does, above and beyond being so on the nose and blunt with his history of substance abuse. Because we have seen it live on television, moments where Jeff was completely incapable of wrestling, and matches had to be, just couldn't take place because of that. It's not fun. It breaks my heart. I want to see Jeff Hardy be put in a position where he can, uh, where where he's treated as the legend that he really is, not some guy that you feel that he's 
scrounging and can collapse at any given moment. We want to have faith in him, and it's a little too much on the nose. It's juvenile. It's uh, as, as it's we've locker said, room. It's seventeen stupid. years we've seen Jeff Hardy like this. How are we to be convinced that? All due respect to Jeff Hardy, and I respect his battles. I respect sure his his desire to overcome them, but. He got fired in 03 for this. Mm-hmm. He had his latest situation unfold last year, as he mentioned, eight months ago. That That isn't... This was a storyline with CM Punk right smack dab in the middle, Warren. So yep. I know a lot of people are... Like, they're saying, Oh, well, Warren, why are you so upset? Why the hell wouldn't he be? Because there's no indication that this has really reached its end and that the art of this will reflect some lesson learned. And the, maybe just to cap this off, the last thing I want to, to point out here, and it's a, I don't want, I don't want the Jeff Hardy situation to become a dark side of the ring topic in five years. You know what I mean? Yes. And I don't want WWE to put itself in the exact same position it did with Road Warrior Hawk, for instance, where they decide to make a show out of it when the guy still needs help, isn't quite there yet, and then tragedy happens, and this becomes a stain on them. If if anything were to happen, and God forbid something does, once again, WWE is not going to come out smelling like roses. We're going to look back on this and we're going to say how stupid it was. Why can't we recognize exactly. it right now for how stupid it is then? I don't want anyone to to have an untimely passing. It's just as simple as that. And, and are there plenty of things that we love that reflect life? Yeah, but on this one, it's like I, w- I would like to believe that it would reflect a turn or a change or something like that. I just don't know that it has. So I completely agree with you. Our boy Throwback27, make sure you guys check him out on Twitter at Throwback978. He does a show every Tuesday night. He says, I'm a ginger and I steal souls and people's hearts. Seamus being just one is how it is. It's like saying I was there and Hardy was mad. Hashtag gingers rule. And then Anakin points out, it could have been Becky with a beard attached. She could have done this. She might be bored right now. Do we have? Do we have? We should. We should start creating a hall of fame. Of yes, super chats. We, we really should. That's should. a good idea. Evan Wright says AEW with Matt Hardy reminding us of his great gimmicks and good times. WWE with Jeff Hardy reminding us of his demons. What a shift in booking. I think that's a fantastic look at it. Meanwhile, WWE is insistent on using the old Hardy Boys theme, even though Jeff has wanted to use no more words. Yeah. <clears throat> and 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 really quick like that. You know, Matt Hardy has had his own struggles, right? Uh, he's he's had his own battles as well. Just this week on AEW, runs into Private Party. They're having a drink. They offer one to Matt, and he goes, "No, no, thanks." And that's all you need to do. We get it. That's we we and we understand why, and we move on. We move on to something more interesting. Oh, boy. Well, um, I don't know if Mandy and Otis and Baron Corbin's crown is more interesting or not. Oh. Especially with – and here's the thing. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to tweet about how bad of an actor Baron Corbin is. I'm going to try to keep it positive. I'll save it for the post show. He's a <laughs> shitty actor. Yes. And I'm sorry because I really dig his in-ring. 
especially mm-hmm. this match and a spot that you and I were talking about uh, privately because you had said <laughs> Baron Corbin's Spinebuster was really good. And I remember I, I was watching for that, knowing what I knew. They filmed it four times. I'll have an update on Select tomorrow, but I heard they were all real good. <laughs> okay. I heard they were all real good, and that wasn't even the spot that needed fixed. But they were like, poor Otis then. I know, because here's the thing. Corbin was laying it in well before that. He was whipping Otis's ass. This is a sirloin beef sons of bitches meat slapping battle. Just, you know, it's it's one of those packs you pick up and it says just 27% lean. You, You know you're getting some flavor out of this one. You know you are. This ain't Laura's lean beef we're talking about here. This ain't grass fed. You're getting the real deal here. This was good. They they went to a DQ, unfortunately, but this match, I really liked it. I thought the match was fine. I uh, did everything it had to do, like I like I tweeted out, and you know, well, I mean, if all four were great, fantastic. That spine buster, I mean, it's impressive. That was a real good one, and on a guy the size of Otis, you know, and. and from all sizes, his entire size, that was impressive. Otis got some great uh, overhead throws as well. Yeah. I thought this was good. I, I don't understand the ending. I really don't. I guess you have to – here's the ending. You have Baron Corbin who baits uh, who baits Otis to the floor, attacks him with the chair, forces the DQ. Otis wins, brings Otis back into the ring to beat him up some more, but Otis gets the upper hand, does the caterpillar on Corbin – then Corbin, uh, then Corbin runs out of the ring, and uh, Otis remains standing tall. Who who wins here? What's there's no? Uh, why did we need the DQ if you're not even going to protect Baron Corbin? Because the idea of Corbin getting a DQ is just to protect him. Because you got to protect your top heel, Sean. Yeah. Right? You have to protect the top top heel. I don't know. It's just, I don't know why the whole extra uh, the extraneous. Uh, a post-match stuff happen when Otis is going to stand tall anyway. And this is a thing that you know has been relayed to Vince McMahon in the past because on Arn Anderson and Jim Ross's podcasts, they rail against this type of booking. As in, what's the point? Mm-hmm. And it's a point that I will reiterate. Win him in the ring, lose him in the ring. I had somebody say, uh, how can they have Brian Cage lose to John Moxley uh, and still and and still look good, and I'm like, have him lose to John Moxley, you know, one of the most protected wrestlers in the world. Shit happens. Just, you win just some, look, you lose some. Just look at what happened at Double or Nothing with Brody Lee. Brody Lee lost, but by God, what a match! And Brody Lee doesn't look like a schlump in any way, shape, or form. I, I would argue that his performance in there overcame some of the bad booking that had had come along the way. Absolutely. Oh, man. Uh, Super Chats are rolling in. Reminder, guys, donate them. Uh, We will read your question or statement on the air, and uh, we will get to them as that that segment happens. Oh, boy. The pranks. We saw some pranks, and it could have been a lot worse because Miz and Morrison are ridiculous. But they are spying on Braun Strowman. They have the old-school, like, surveillance van. And I think they had bronze protein shake explode all over him or something like that. Mm-hmm. And when he added water, yeah. 
later on, Miz and Morrison accidentally slime Kayla Braxton instead of Braun Strowman. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it happened without a lot of warning, a little premature. And if you're if you're trying to keep your slime, your explosion from happening a little prematurely. Our friends at Blue Chew can help. BlueChew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know they work. And if somebody is surveilling you from a van, they're going to know they work too. But you know who's not going to be doing that? Your mailman. Because this stuff ships discreetly. The mailman's not going to be all up in your business like, Hey man, sup with your dick pills. Now if you have a conversation about blue chew with your mailman they will know about it and they they may eventually say what's up with your dick pills here they're fantastic and that's because they are blue chew has the same fda approved active ingredients as viagra and cialis so you know they work but you know they work a lot better and faster it can get into your system a lot faster it's a chewable it's ready when you are ah damn this stuff is good and when you're not ready they're ready you just chew it. Let's be real. You you all saw the David Starr's mom clip. You all saw me peeling them off. You all know I keep them right here by my side, whether it be for promotional purposes or whatever. <laughs> do, do you want to get beautiful women like that? Blue Chew is the way to do it. You will develop a reputation. Hopefully hopefully you develop a reputation because you'll be like, you know what I didn't do? I didn't go to the doctor. I didn't go to the pharmacy because that's irresponsible in this time. Instead, online doctor affiliated with Blue Chew prescribes it, gets it shipped straight to your door. Oh, and you know what? You can say in addition to, to being a, an understudy of the dong lord, I'm also a thrift lord because you get it free. Your first shipment is free. Use that code FIFO. You just pay $5 shipping. Got to pay the mailman. Got to pay the mailman. If you don't pay the mailman, he might start asking questions. So that one's understandable. Use that code FIFO. Your first shipment free. I appreciate uh, Blue Chew. They straight up said at the beginning of all the... They straight up said when we lost our YouTube channel, we're sticking with you guys. I will always appreciate that. Anakin JMT says, is this the first Blue Chew ad Sean cracked himself up at? No. Let let, let me just say, I'm fucking hilarious, guys. I'm fucking hilarious. I crack myself up all the time. Usually, I say these things only to make myself laugh. I can't count on a laugh from Warren. I can't do it. I got to rely on myself here. (laughs) Ben Bevington says... Kayla should have turned Miz and Morrison in. Well, she didn't. She said, you bastard. That's a Vince line right there. You know it is. Oh, yeah, absolutely. What did you think about that? Well, Sing, Sing Vampire says, uh, not going to uh, lie. SRS delivery on the Blue Chew ads is top-notch. Hey, that's what I do. That's what I do. Me and Warren are two of the greatest ad pitchmen in the game. Like, there's, come on. Come on. Like a lot of people, I'll see on segways to people who don't have good segways. Come on, two of the best. What'd you think about all this? Later on, uh, for some reason, 
Miz and Morrison bash in Braun's windshield. That's amateur vandalism. I was going to say that's junior level. That's like, that's I'm 13 years old and I'm angry kind of thing. State insurance liability that most of you all have. Some people don't know this, but if you have liability, most states mandates that that covers a broken windshield being repaired because it's it's flat out unsafe. And quite frankly, you drive down the road, a pebble hits it, it cracks, whatever. You got to do the body damage, Warren. Yeah, exactly. So the... Uh, which you know, I guess, I guess maybe because of Braun's reaction, maybe he doesn't have insurance on it, and maybe Miz and Morrison knew it because the way that Braun reacted is like, uh, ah, ah, how am I going to drive home? You know, it's just like uh, it's just a little damage. There's there's nothing to it. Do you want to talk about the 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 van before we give our final thoughts on all of this? Or? Oh, we, we've got plenty of thoughts to have. Anakin JMT says. The real question is, which is the better line of the week? Damn you, Seth Rollins! <laughs> or, those bastards! I'm going to say, damn you, Seth Rollins, because the greatest headline writer in the game, Jeremy Lambert, was able to write a story that says, Rey Mysterio damned Seth Rollins on WWE Monday Night Raw. <laughs> what, what do you think, Warren? Oh, yeah, I completely agree, and if only because of the delivery. I think that's what puts it over, uh, puts it over Kayla's efforts tonight. Um, uh, uh, Dominic was is on a whole other plane. <laughs> uh, the line drive says, one critique of Miz and Morrison, Miz needs to work on his backswing. That he does. I, I can mm-hmm. see that. I had somebody really put over Miz to me today because uh, I, I had a conversation with somebody about the thing that Leo Rush posted about his reference to having heat. And one person said, yeah, there's not really like bullying in the locker room today per se. But there damn sure was when Miz was around, and I respect him for not quitting. I thought that was very cool. A lot of, a lot of positivity in the DMs lately, and I, I really like that. Because a couple months ago, when the COVID thing started, I reached out to almost all of my WWE contacts. And I said, I want to write something very positive. Tell me somebody or some people who have been working really, really hard to get better, and maybe haven't been recognized. And quite frankly, I didn't get enough responses to run a story. Like, I actively sought one out. I I actually got more negative responses than positive, and that's changed a little bit over the last few months. Um, since then, I've been able to kind of add a few more, so hopefully by the end of June, maybe next month, I'll have something to kind of throw together, but... Anakin JMT says, did WWE or Fox make a deal with Nickelodeon for use of that slime? Hey, that's Nickelodeon paying back for all those John Cena Teen Choice Award appearances <laughs> or Kids Choice Award appearances. Anakin also says, credit to Devil Kazuya 27 for this idea. If WWE can use Nick slime, they should do Legends of the Hidden Temple or Guts crossover. Are you familiar with Guts? I'm, I'm a little familiar with Guts. We didn't have it up here in my nick of Canada. I have wanted to buy, like, a replica aggro crag trophy forever. Oh, God, I loved it, man. That's what I grew up on. And Throwback27, our dude, remember, check out his show. I'm going to say it every super chat he he sends us. Kayla getting slimed at an 80s and 90s kid smiling. Me too. Did that, like, when you see that, did that that harken back to the, the days of 25, 30 years ago for you? Yeah, but, see, I wasn't a kid. I was, uh, you know, I was... Uh, brooding listening to some nirvana and joy division uh so so that kind of stuff you know and i was pissed off at the nwo uh 
Jeremy's. Kind of <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, come as you are. Yeah. The um, the, I'm gonna. To me, to me, the whole Miz and Morrison stuff reminded me of 2006 Degeneration X. You know, mm-hmm. when it's not quite clicking, not quite, not quite what you want it to be, and it's yeah. Maybe it was a little too. I know their thing is is being corny, and at this point, it's really a question as uh, as to whether it worked for you or not. But to me, it didn't. It didn't work for me. I thought it was corny. I thought it was stupid. I still want to know how they managed to get Braun Strowman's protein shake to explode. I want to know how they got all these cameras set up. How they knew that Kyla was going to be interviewing Braun at that exact spot in the entire performance yeah. center. Yeah, you know, it's 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 too. It's too Bruce Pritchardy for me. Anakin says, so Warren didn't go prematurely gray then. I, I'm getting a little bit of gray on the sides here. Are you? I am. Man. The, Look the, at the, that. We're going to call you Sean Ross Streak. I don't know. I'm sorry. Man. Let's, let's Listen, I'm going to still be your friend despite what you just said. <laughs> um, but we're going to try to move past it a little bit. Uh, throwback says you got to feel bad for Kayla in that spot. Hey, she's a trooper, man. Yeah. She is a trooper. Throwback twenty seven. Check out his podcast on Tuesdays. He says David Starr's mom called. She's still waiting on Doctor Donglord to perform the physicals on her. Like, here's the thing: if this were not David Starr's mom, I'd go the extra mile. Because here's the thing: I'm I'm I don't like gimmicks. As weird as that sounds, I don't like gimmicks. Okay, I'll say this. I don't like being somebody you're not. However, that is legitimately the type of stuff that I say in my everyday life walking around the house. (laughs) But David Starr, I respect immensely, and I am not on that level of comfortability with him outside the auspices of Quizzlemania and him being on the air with me to be like, oh. Yeah, time for the prostate check on on from Doctor Donglord. One of those. I'm I'm not at that level, so I, swear. I, I feel really <laughs> a little bit unusual about getting these super chats and people popping up. But to clarify, I've always said, don't be somebody you're not having having a little bit of fun and turning it up. Of course, you got to do that. Sure, sure. you got to do that. But damn, ah. That's a fucking journey. Oh, man. <laughs> That's a journey. DJ Cass says, love listening to your shows. You help me, and I like to see in what uh, what to watch, but these shows in your house and backlash, I will determine if I keep watching forward. Uh, nothing feels must-see. Yeah, a lot of it doesn't feel must-see, Warren. A lot of it, I like I would hear about this show, and I'd go, well, I'm going to watch that main event. But... No, there's nothing that's there's nothing that's striking the imagination these days. I'm going to tell you, as it stands yeah. right now, uh, the main event of SmackDown next week is what's got me hype as far as WWE programming uh, uh, these days. Um, but I understand, and I understand, uh, you know, Backlash I find is is a is an odd card uh, as it stands right now. Uh, NXT is going through a, a strange phase, you know. I. It doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like my NXT, the NXT I know. There's there's something different about it. Can't quite put my finger on it. Uh, but hey, you know what? Transition periods happen. 
Uh, moving on to other stuff. Close, you know, the the empty arena era. There's a lot of there's still a lot of performers who can't travel that 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 aren't around. You know, there, there's a lot of stuff mix and match, and we there's a little give, a little take. I, I agree. Guess, is what I'm trying to say. Evan Wright says, and if you want your Venus to deliver again, oh, that's come on. That's wrapped in a bow for you right there. How did I, neither one of us? I'm I disappointed. I got to well, take I mean, back all, all I said about us being great at this. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Throwback 27, check out his show every Tuesday. says, bro, the more Riddle segments show up, the more fun this will be. I'm hoping WWE does this right and gives him Oldberg. If Riddle keeps using the bro hammer, they can use that to egg Oldberg out and have Riddle win. WWE has been upping their game. So I put out a tweet today, Warren, about Matt Riddle talking about how it broke his heart, the the Goldberg or the, the Lesnar interaction. And I said, even though this wasn't a work, and I was assured it wasn't, I think that some ingredients involved, namely Paul Heyman, I think he knew what he was doing. Mm-hmm. I think he knows that Brock Lesnar would hear that somebody was talking shit about him and say something. But I sure. think he also knew that Matt Riddle was not going to back down and that when he didn't back down – that would probably change Brock's mind a little bit about the possibility of working with him because Brock's going to respect that. Goldberg, on the other hand, Warren, I think Goldberg believes he can beat up Matt Riddle but would never actually fight him. Are you throwing a Goldberg comment to me? That's what we're doing I'm right ready. now? I'm, I'm, here, here I am. Have you ever watched Angels in the Outfield? <laughs> yes. My mom is in the stands right now going, float it. And I'm floating it to you. It's up to you whether or not you want to hit it over the fence or whiff like that jabroni did in the movie. The there, I like to rag on a lot of wrestlers. I like to rag on Mongo for obvious reasons. I like yeah. to rag on Yoshihashi in New Japan. Say goodbye your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Saving money on exterior wall lights. Now at Menards. Find your style with Patriot Lighting. Exterior lights enhance the look of your home. Choose from over 50 options from Patriot Lighting. Now through May 19th, get $10 instant savings on a single qualifying purchase of $100 or more on in-stock outdoor wall lights. Check out our entire selection of outdoor lights and see the rest of our deals happening now on Menards.com. Save big money at but, but it's out of love. They're not, you know, they're not terrible. They always brought something. Mongo and all his his goofy selling and his incapacity to climb up on the second turnbuckle had something very endearing about him. Yoshihashi, he's boring as drywall, but he's a good worker. Yeah. Goldberg, Goldberg legitimately brought nothing to the table. And right up until this day, I don't even understand why WWE decided to put so much stock in him. He has never been a draw for WWE. The one thing that I will always say about Goldberg, the one thing that's undeniable, 
Bill Goldberg was a draw in WCW, Correct. undeniable. That I you cannot take that away. He was an act. He was an attraction. Good for him. But as far as being a wrestler, a competitor, a guy who loved the business, a guy who was in it for the business, nah, nah. This is a guy who was always out for himself. You can argue that this is how he was brought up because he brought he came up so quickly that he had Hogan in his ear, he had Kevin Nash in his ear, Randy Savage, so on and so forth. Holy shit, can you imagine? Of course he's going to create defenses for himself and so on and so forth. But at some point, at some point, you let go of your hype. This you, you, We've heard it so many times about wrestlers who buy into their own hype. Well, yeah. this is, he's the penultimate. He's the prototype and the next model and the third model down the line as well. Bill Goldberg should do the right thing. The right thing is for him to Come into a WWE ring, put Matt Riddle over and say, sayonara, I have done, I have accomplished everything I can give to this business instead of losing to established stars. And that, that has been the cancer of his career that he has never, ever been uh, in a position where he would create new stars, especially in a moment of his career where he is not wrestling anymore, where his name could just do it, it, it just boggles my mind. I'm going to share a story. I've shared it before, but Matt Riddle often talks about watching WrestleMania 30 and how that's how he decided he wanted to get into pro wrestling. A month before that, I interviewed him for his last MMA fight, and I just threw it out there. Would you ever think about pro wrestling? I expected him to go, nah, not really. And he's like, uh... I don't know, yeah, maybe. I think that would be kind of cool. And the next month he watches WrestleMania and he's like, all aboard. Isn't it amazing how a guy who decided then that he was watching WrestleMania 30, I'm going to wrestle, gets it so much better than a guy who has been around for 23 years? It's amazing. It's freaking amazing. Anakin says, wow, an old bird grant for more and not triggered by DGMC. Well, listen, here's the thing. I know what an isolated video with epic triggered rant does for us. Gets us a couple hundred subscriptions. Just how it works. So I'm going to facilitate that. I'm going to make it happen. Well, we got to make this review keep happening. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we got to actually, we, we haven't had trouble filling it out with our ranting lately. Uh, Liam Moore said Riddle should take the Legend Killer gimmick, retire Lesnar and Goldberg. About time Goldberg did the job to get someone over, new star instantly. Uh, Warren, I do think he should retire Goldberg. I think Lesnar's going to be around for quite a while. Yeah, can, I don't think we're, yeah, sorry. Go ahead. I, I just, yeah, I'm with you. I don't think he's going to retire anytime soon. I would have Riddle beat them both. Mm hmm. How about you? Yeah, I agree. And this is the test, right? This is the test as to whether. To me, Matt Riddle finally making it up to one of the two main brands is going to be the ultimate test as to whether WWE wants to create a bona fide superstar that will be able to transcend the brand or if WWE or or if it's truly a situation now where no one is bigger than the company. No one is bigger than WWE. This is where we're going to see it. Making Matt Riddle at this point is 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 academic. We know what he wants and the audience wants it. So we just have to wait and see at this point. Man, I'm completely in agreement with you. Lacey Evans attacks Sonya Deville before their match. Lacey does a slingshot elbow that looks Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Sonya Deville mows down. Yeah, she did. She Lacey Evans, my. This is really good. 
God. She is such an undeniable star is Sonya Deville. Oh, it's crazy. Uh, so Sonya ends up sliding into the ref's knee, which causes a stop to the match. If anybody wondered, it, it is a work. They taped this like almost two weeks ago. It's a complete work. And it was to get heat on Sonya for attacking Lacey right there. But the thing is, they didn't go to the heat spot until a picture-in-picture picture later on. And when somebody told me it was for the heat, I'm like, you all control the fucking heat! You yeah. all decide who cheers what! Oh, goddamn. Uh, Lacey does a nice marrow salt, as I call it, because uh, that's what <laughs> Mark Marrow used to do. And mm-hmm. Sonya did this amazing whiplash that Michael Cole put over big time. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting here thinking, all right, here we go, Sonya on her way to the top. Until we get some doubly bad booking, Warren. Because, you know, Mandy has moved on. Sonya has moved on. But no, no, Mandy hasn't moved on. Because she distracts Sonya. So now Sonya is dumb for being distracted. She loses to Lacey. And now we got to continue a feud that Sonya has already dominated. What the fuck? This is a, a very unfortunate turn in what was something that was very stellar. I thought that they were going to lean into Lacey Evans and Sonya and Sonya just crush her. What at just and this is nothing against Lacey. Just at this point, at the way things are booking, what is the advantage of having Lacey Evans go over here? There is no advantage. Let's go back to even a couple of weeks ago when Sonya tried to distract Mandy, right? You remember that when she came out at the top and she was talking crap? Mandy kept wrestling. I put her over on this show and I said, look, finally, a smart baby face. She's not releasing the move and letting herself open for a roll-up. Mandy appears on screen. Clearly, she's been, she took the uh, Jinder Mahal masterclass as far as promos go. And she she calls out Sonya, who abandons the match. And Mandy just delivers the the most milquetoast of trash talk. You're not a fighter. You're a failure. And Sonya loses her mind. I'm like, no, no one in their right mind gets angry at what just what as what was says what what was said here. You just like if I were Sonya, Sonya the badass that we have been building over the past couple of weeks, Sonya's like, dude, I beat you twice. This is yeah, I am rubber, you are glue, kind of thing. But she leaves herself open. This is bad. It's bad because we're going back to Mandy and Sonya, which to all of us was resolved. There was resolution to this. And Sonya was moving on. And we were happy about that. And not only that, but Sonya loses. Why? Why are they so scared of putting over someone really, really strong? I don't understand it, Sean. I don't understand the, the, the terror that they have in maybe having someone go on a, a short winning streak of three to four weeks. They're doing it with Aleister Black, and they're not even mentioning it. They're not even talking about the fact that he's undefeated because, shh, we wouldn't want that to – that's not part of the story. You know My why God. I'm excited to watch UFC 50 on Saturday night? Tell me. Because I am going to watch the greatest women's fighter of all time absolutely fucking destroy somebody who isn't in her league and i'm gonna Mm -hmm. plop down the probably 230 dollars that ufc charges nowadays in this economy because 
Amanda Nunez wins, and she wins over and over again. If Amanda Nunez was like, I don't know, three and four in her last seven, Mm -hmm. I don't care about that main event. And if Mm -hmm. I don't cover it for a living, I ain't watching it. Mandy is doing great with what she's doing with Otis, and she's over because of it. Sonya has everybody saying star, star, she's a star. She carries herself like a star. She wrestles like a star. She walks, talks, acts like a star. And in a world where you probably can't hire Tessa Blanchard because eh, reasons, you need somebody that walks, talks, carries himself like a star because this is the same world where Becky Lynch ain't walking through that door. Becky Lynch ain't walking through that door. And and let's just say Charlotte Flair decides to go down the Becky route, the Becky Lynch route with Andrade and have little Almas babies. Well, that, <laughs> what what do you do? That, build up some women. Just make a make us give give yourselves a reason to be comfortable with your women's division. So that, so if anything happens. You're not stuck like at the end of WrestleMania two years ago when Becky won the titles and you're like, okay, well, what do we do? We don't have anyone. Let's have her her first program. Let's have it be against newly arrived Lacey Evans who didn't do anything except parade up and down the aisle. That's all she did. Parades are way more exciting than what she was doing. <laughs> that's Anakin. yes, that's true. Anakin says the ending to the Sonya match was stupid. If they're going to continue Mandy Sonya, Lacey should have tried to roll up Sonya, but Sonya kick out and then submit Lacey. No one got over here. I agree. Mm-hmm. Nobody. No. Mike Mike Lucas said Sonya, I'm up here. <laughs> that's what yes. I said. Yeah, it's the Jinder Mahal masterclass of promos that she's obviously been taking on yeah. YouTube or something. Yep. Get, get well soon, Jinder Mahal. I hate that he got hurt again because all I heard was how hard he worked to get back. And to be honest with you, Warren, I'm not a Jinder Mahal fan in the ring, on the mic. As a person, hear a lot of great stuff about him. Creatively, I thought this was his best opportunity at a great creative story. And I, I'm bummed out for him. You know, I, I completely 100% uh, in, a, in, a, in agreement. You know, uh, regardless of what you think of what Jinder Mahal – of Jinder Mahal's creative – that carried him uh, during the championship, uh, his championship run. Regardless of what you think about his his talent in the ring, you don't want people injured out of their livelihood. You just don't. That's and it really sucks because yes, he did work hard to get back, and yes, it was his best opportunity to redeem, uh, wash away the past, and move on to something else, change his legacy a little bit. Man, it really sucks. I hope he comes back soon. Evan Morgan, all caps, says, or Evan Wright says, says, where has Liv Morgan been? She's been gone since the loss of Charlotte. Not SmackDown-related, but good lord, she could be a star. You all don't have to ask SmackDown-related questions here. You can ask anything you want, really. Uh, Liv has been on Raw a couple times with the vignettes, but there there were no plans. There were no plans. When they give somebody vignettes like that, it has been pretty well proven. They have no plans. They just ordered the vignettes. That's it. Uh, Anakin says, my first clue, Mandy and Sonya weren't done with each other. When commentary kept talking about the two of them. That's the thing. That's the weird thing. They want you to completely forget about the feud that just happened. If they're not feuding with each other, it's so weird, man. Mm-hmm. So weird. Drew Gulak defeated AJ Styles. This is because AJ and Daniel Bryan have a face-to-face. Alonzo Smith says, am I the only one that saw, thought Styles and Bryan was tonight? Like, I swore they advertised it. A lot of people did, but 
if you read Fightful.com, Warren, FightfulSelect.com, I reported last week this wasn't going to happen until two more weeks. I mean, that was one of the things that somebody told me was, yeah, they went ahead and filmed it. And by the way, supposedly it kicks an insane amount of ass. No big surprise there. Uh, that's a Fightful Select exclusive that is like a, duh, but I heard it kicked ass. But yeah, uh, I, I know a lot of people definitely thought it was this week, but next week. Brian wants to defend the title the way it's supposed to be every week. He wants it to be the workhorse title. And Styles says, that sounds like handouts to me. <laughs> I'm like, I see both of their points. I get it. Uh, Styles challenges Gulak. Gulak obliges, and we get a good match. He applies a submission, he being Gulak. However, anytime a wrestler breathes, Michael Cole screams, Michinoku driver! <laughs> because a Michinoku driver, Warren, is a scoop slam into a seated position, not a scoop slam where the guy falls down, which is a good-looking move, not not a Michinoku driver. Uh, no, absolutely not. But it is a stretch from when he'd call every kick a step up in Zaguri. So, uh, you know, the, at least he's evolving. Um, I, I, I dug the match. I love the promo. Uh, I thought it did a lot of good for the match next week. Sold me a ticket once again. Daniel Bryan was fantastic. I love the way that he's leaning into, you know, the fact that he's going to defend it every week. Lots of that going around these days. The, Weekly challenges, you know, with the TNT title, with the Gargano open invitational challenge and so on and so forth. I'm okay with it. I, li I like that kind of stuff. Um, great match. I liked it. Um, uh, uh, yeah, I thought uh, the, the, the not mentioned Oku driver is always fun. The uh, uh, Styles' scoop slam into a slop drop is always cool, too. I love, love the finish. Slop I love drop, finish. you son of a bitch. I love it. I love it. Uh, if you all heard a bit of audio coming through. Because I got sent a video of Sasha Banks and Bailey's uh, their photo shoot. Their photo shoot, and they took pictures crying on the floor. Amazing! You got to appreciate that. You, you gotta. Really you gotta. To. Hey, I mean, you gotta. And if if you're the person who had reported that, you got to be a good sport about it too. You got to be, and it looks like he is. So. Good, good. Uh, Drew Gulak rolls up and pins AJ. Uh, Anakin says, I hope next week AJ remembers what happened last time he and Brian had a SmackDown match for a title and takes precautions. What happened? I forgot. Um, Remind me, Anakin. Uh, he also asks, if TakeOver is live, will Backlash be live? I think most of it will be. But Drew Gulak gets the win. Hey, good on him. He got that new deal and a big win. There, there you go. As opposed to two weeks ago, where he gets the new deal, comes in and gets thrown out of thrown out of the royal, the battle royal. So I'm good with that. Uh, so yeah, no, this is uh, good match. I love the I love the ending. Good on Gulag getting a win. Um, yeah, uh, what more? What more can we say here? I'm ready for next week for Daniel Daniel and Styles. Ben Bevington says is keeping up his physique too much on Jinder's body. He comes back in great shape, but can't seem to stick around for a long time. I am not going to give nutrition advice to Jinder Mahal. Um, I think I'll sit that one out on the sidelines. I'm sure it's not easy to do what he does, but as far as it being too hard on his body, man, I ain't his. I, I am not his PT. But yeah, 
Freaks mm. of Wrestling Podcast says, did Adam Cole sign a new three-year deal with WWE last year, and did Kyrie Sane sign a new WWE deal? Uh, here's the thing. If you all ever have contract questions, the answer is under our resources section in that contract field. Anytime I get any info, I update it. I was told Adam Cole's deal is not up this year. I was told that a lot of NXT wrestlers got offered new deals last year and that he was one of them. Maybe that was wrong. I have never explicitly reported anything about Adam Cole's deal, but I know that a lot of NXT people got new deals. And I had heard today his deal's not coming up. Anakin JMT says AJ got low blowed when Brian won the title. Yeah, but AJ got his balls just racked all year. Mm-hmm. Oh, damn. Jamie Aguilar says, thought it was pretty telegraphed for Brian uh, when Brian mentioned an up-and-comer coming in and possibly winning the title. Brian singling out possibly wanting to work with Riddle. Spoiler much. I think that's him going LeVar Ball on everybody and willing his son be, to being drafted number two by the Lakers. Like, it's Daniel Bryan says, please, guys, let me work with Matt Riddle. Let me do it. Well... Oh, fucking Shorty G's backstage. I'm sorry, guys. I've dropped the F-bomb a lot. More on this episode than than any of late. It's been a long week. Uh, <laughs> Mojo Raleigh interrupts Shorty G in their short jokes, but it's almost in like a parody manner. But Gable should have said, yeah, I'm about as short as your best friend's WWE career. That would have been nice. But Nakamura, Cesaro, and Mojo just all beat his ass, and New Day makes the save. Okay. Because then we get a good six-man tag match. Yeah, we did. Chad Gable is so good. Big E is mm-hmm. so good. Kofi is so good. Cesaro and Nakamura are so good. And I'll say Mojo Raleigh in this match, he was good. I didn't have a damn problem with Mojo Raleigh. And honestly, I'll say this every time I see him on the screen, I think he's one of the best actors in WWE. He's really yeah. good at that. Uh, Kofi gets some air. Shorty G kicks out of the hyperdrive. Midnight Hour beats Mojo. His first actual match since February 17th. Warren, your thoughts? Uh, I I thought all the elements were here for a really, were for a really, really fun match, and that's exactly what we got. Uh, there was a, a great sequence uh, at first, a great a triple team sequence with the with the baby faces, which I thought was fantastic. You know, literally, you had Chad Gable be, uh, uh, being Xavier Woods in this match. That was really cool. It, it, it had a lot of flow. Was really really good. Um, I thought uh, you know everyone everyone did their part. I also thought Mojo was uh, was was very good in this in this as well. I loved um, uh, I, I loved Gable. He had a hot tag at some so point, good. which was really really excellent. Good match. I liked it. It was fun. Uh, every time he does his head scissors, like his old school flying head scissors, I think about a story that I heard. Uh, I think Kurt Hawkins used to have a, a high spot series called Developmentally Speaking, where he talks to people about developmental. Fantastic series, can't recommend it enough. But I think it was him that talks about Greg Gagne coming in. And the person running the drill said, all right, we're going to do some running head scissors. And the running head scissors they did was, you know, the tilt-a-whirl, and Greg Gagne at like 60 was like, what? This is how you do a flying head scissors. And he does the one that Gable has been doing. And I always <laughs> think of him. And, and that's so awesome. I'm glad to see Gable back because mm-hmm. he was one of those guys we didn't see in the pandemic era. And Mojo Raleigh was one we hadn't been seeing in the pandemic era. Now, but the way that I look at it, I'm looking up and down the roster. It looks like it's just Sammy by choice. We'll stop Ali. 
Mustafa Ali and uh, Robert Roode, who I, I don't know if he's in Canada right now. And Bo Dallas was gone long before that. He's been gone since November, but those are the ones that are that are sitting out. Uh, I, I hope that we still see more of Jay Uso. I mm-hmm. don't know where the hell Tucker is. And the Forgotten Sons, well, at least one of them is probably forgotten for a while. We'll see about that. Be surprised if he pops up on the tapings next week. I don't know if they had something planned, just as a quick aside. I don't know if they had something planned, uh, planned another little vignette tonight. Mm-hmm. And if they did, uh, good job on reading the room there, WWE, if you pulled that from the programming. Just saying uh, that that Jackson Riker has not wrestled on the main roster. Every mm-hmm. single time it's been Cutler and Blake. Uh, Anakin JMT says, Sean, I want you to belly to belly a bag of dog food, Big E style. I need to see it. I used to get very creative with workouts and stuff like that. With wrestling training, if nobody was there at the gym, we would just find a bag of whatever was heaviest and do like slam suplexes and stuff like that onto it. Got to make do. That's why I learned to to body slam dog food bags. But, (laughs) Warren, I love it when a plan comes together. My vision is playing out. Boston Hug Connection beating Bliss Cross Applesauce. First off, I'm here for Marina Shafir being petty in the front row. I love Jessamine Duke jeering the horsewomen. I like that consistency. This match was good. The old H-bomb. You get the Meteora, a Bailey to Belly from the second rope. Nikki Cross does a great Tornado DDT. And the finish, Warren? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Finish. So Sasha gets a bank statement on Nikki Cross. Bailey gets tagged in. And Bailey, to her credit, says, Bailey, get or Becky. Damn it. Sasha. You'll, Sasha! You'll get the, there you go. It's surprised she didn't say Charlotte. She's on every damn show. She said, Sasha, get out of here. And hey, you know what I like? I like that this kind of makes up for some of the weird ref calls of late. Because Bailey is like effectively without saying it hey listen these refs haven't been screwing around lately get the hell out of here and then uh bailey goes and applies the move herself sasha tags herself back in bank statement crucifix win oh boy warren uh we have a lot of super chats to get to here but this is exactly what i wanted i'm liking how this played out and now uh hey these two women can pop up on Raw now, or NXT. I'm down there's for a, this. There, there's a there's a lot of great stuff that can happen here. Uh, yeah, you know, we'll see how your uh, how your uh, how your fantasy booking might might play out here. But there's uh, uh, look, the seeds have been planted. I thought this match was really fun. I really like it. I think we we can't underscore enough the work of Nikki Cross as of late. Uh, you know, I think Nikki Cross. I'm trying to think of another wrestler in uh, on Maine who who can work her pace because she wants – it feels like she wants to work a really, really rapid-fire pace in every one of her matches. And it's almost as if the, uh, her opponents are always holding her back because they yeah. can't work as quick as she does. But she's been absolutely fantastic. That Tornado DDT was great, followed by the Code Red or the, the Sunset Bomb uh, by Alexa. That was really fun. Um I, and, you know, always that little bit of dissension. Bailey going to scream, holler at Michael Cole. Not say I'm the best. Not say, hey, look at me. I told you I'd win. Just like, 
put the belts in his face and holler at the top of her lungs was fantastic. I'm really excited to see where they're going with this. Sean, you know, they're they're keeping the big match for SummerSlam. I'm really excited. So I had somebody, and I, I like sharing these nice stories. Somebody reached out to me right after the show ended and said, I just wanted to throw this out there. During these TV tapings, after this specific SmackDown, Nikki Cross went and bought all of the NXT Extras pizza just because she wanted to and appreciated them being there. A-plus person. Class. A a little thing like that. Amazing. I I think that that is so cool of her, so nice of her. I mean, come on. I used to love her vlogs. I think she was going back to college or something, and she did a vlog mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. Su- such a charmer. Like, she's so good. Throwback27 says, with WWE setting up Iconics versus Bliss and Cross, how do you see Banks and Bailey two belts, shaping out the tag division? Is it possible they do a triple threat at Backlash to set this up? Then possibly setting up Bailey and Banks at SummerSlam. Hashtag damn Bengals jersey. Yeah, uh, Throwback said that he would get a Throwback Bengals jersey if Gronk lost the title. And the Throwback jersey that I requested for him was a guy who only left the team a month ago. (laughs) And he did it. He did it. Check out his show every Tuesday. Warren, I think that's exactly what they'll do. I think think they're going down that path as well. Um, The, um, you you know, they're they're saving the match for SummerSlam, Sean. We've been, how long have we been (laughs) saying? How long have we been saying that? They're saving the big match for for, for SummerSlam, but this is exactly I think yeah. this is this really is the impetus to the to the breakup. But then again, WWE can take their time and prove us wrong and just not give us the match that we want. Uh that's their prerogative, of course. But there's a lot to say about the titles being lost, like you you've posited, Bailey just being overwhelmed with defending two titles and yeah. having too much of it. There's a lot of good stuff that can come out of it. Yeah, I'm very excited to see how this plays out. Sitting on my bed said Sasha needed that win. I think so, too. I think that she did. She's been losing mm-hmm. a lot. Sitting on my bed says, go on Twitter and watch Sasha and Bankley. <laughs> Thanks, cry on the floor. That is amazing. It is amazing. Also, throwback, I th- good job nailing that one on the predictions of what's going to happen because that's exactly what I think is going to happen. Anakin says, as I'm wearing my Becky two-belt shirt right now, I hope we get Bailey two belts. We did. And that's very cool. And she's playing it up. Um, to me, MVPs of WWE's 2020 right now, Drew and Bailey. Mm-hmm. They, they, those are the two. And respectfully. Hey. And you could you could sneak Asuka in there as well. Yeah, you damn well could. Because Asuka has been fantastic as well. I agree. That's kind of the... Uh... the yeah, that's this the, the holy trinity right now of the PC area. I agree. Yeah, and... The, while there's plenty of stuff for us to rail on, there's pl- plenty of stuff for us to, to put over right now, too, which which I like. Uh, Azo Smith says, Enjoyed Boss and Hug winning. It prolongs the feud and turn for the crowd's return. Also, WWE are now acknowledging Bailey's second reign instead of one long reign. They've been doing that for uh, about a month or so because Bailey joked about it when she was bitching at Cole one time, which I liked. And yeah, I completely agree with you. They can extend that, and I like that. Our boy Throwback, check out his show every Tuesday. Says David Star stuff make, makes us even for the Bengals jersey. Nothing but love, my friend. WWE has me confused about the women's tag titles. They had set up Bliss and Cross versus Iconics. With what happened, where does it take us? Here's the thing that I would go to the old thing that Vince McMahon always used to say on commentary anything can happen in the WWF. 
And that's sometimes what you got to go to. Even though it looks like they're going one way, they go another. The beauty of these title Warren, these titles Warren is they can just book everybody in one match and the titles make it make sense. And wouldn't it be fantastic? Let's say they do set up a program again and they insert the Iconics into this. Wouldn't it be great that the Iconics beat Boss and Hug again yeah. for the titles? Could you and that's God. their claim to fame that Peyton Royce and Billy Kay win, always win against Sasha and Bailey. My God. And they can That's go back right. to it years from now. Years from now. That go. that has to be their Jericho, I beat Rock and Austin. It's we have their number type of thing. It, it has to be. Uh, throwback says, Warren saying, come as you are is a Bluetooth segment. Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, we did not have trouble filling out an hour. Some of these PC era SmackDowns have been meaty. Mm-hmm. Meaty. Well, I hope you guys join us on uh, Sunday. Warren and Alex will be here. Um, I will be on the NXT post-show call, as is tradition. Show him some love. But, hey, Warren streams every every Thursday. Go over there, show him some love, send him some super chats as well. we got a few more coming in. Throwback says, everyone plug the new shirt that has arrived. Go get the Fightful shirts. Yeah, I don't put over our shop a lot, but we have a very good shop on Fightful. It's shop.fightful.com. Big thanks to Lindsay and Melissa for all the work they do on that and our great design team. We have the best design team, as you all are starting to see with some of our graphics that are coming out and our shirts. Uh, we have pride shirts. We have I love the pride shirts on there. We have an awesome bumper sticker. We have a mug that I do not want you all to buy because I have to personally ship those and it's a pain in my ass because every time I go to the post office, they look they look at the box and they... They look like it's like a crystal with infinite life into it. But we have a new shirt. I can't say what it might remind you of, but it says, Good shirt, pal! There you go. BMags19 says, My fake plants died because I didn't pretend water them. Thanks for the two bucks. Uh, Azo Smith says, Laughed myself out of my chair when Sasha went up to Michael as soon as she... (laughs) <laughs> what time is it? What time is it? I love it. Uh, they're fantastic. They're fantastic. And so have you guys. Uh, so are you guys. Thank you all so much. Haven't plugged Select much. I got scoops going there all week, almost every day. I got something up there. Um, there will be a change to the Wednesday show. I've talked it over with Warren. But it will actually result in more content. That change is pending, but... Lots of stuff coming there. Anakin says, do you want me to buy a mug then? Done. I do not want you to buy a mug. I hate those goddamn mugs. Buy the holiday mug. That way I don't have to ship it. Warren, tell the people where they can find you. YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. Like Sean says, I stream every Thursday evening, 9 9 Eastern. And I'm having a prediction show tomorrow morning, 11 a.m. for uh, NXT TakeOver in your house. So come check that out. YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. Warren spends a lot of time on his prediction shows. They are very in-depth. I know that sometimes I isolate like our little five-minute videos and stuff. If you want a good in-depth review show, check out Warren's review show. It is well worth it. Also, I was on Quizzlemania this week. I was on Mattman Radio last week. I was on Cruise Control with Randy Cruz. Uh, I think I'm going to be on with Alex McCarthy this weekend. And uh, I was on the Sheenoms Twitch stream, which is uh, raised over $1,700. 
for the Minnesota Freedom Fund. Very proud of that. Until next time, guys, we're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.